0: Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Stars daily sports podcast. It's Friday, July 30th. I'm Blair Kirkhoff. We're back at Chiefs camp at Missouri Western with beat writers Sam McDowell and Herbie Teopi sharing our observations about the two time Super Bowl team. We recorded the show on Thursday afternoon as a Sports Beat Live where we took questions from fans and locked in on the progress of defensive end Chris Jones and running back Clyde Edwards-Alaire. So, Let's get started talking Chiefs from training camp. Hello from St. Joe Mo. Welcome to Sports Beat Live. We're at Chiefs training camp, and we are here to talk about the Chiefs and take your questions and comments. Please send them along, and we'll get to as many of them as we can. You know the drill. Questions, comments, we see them. We talk about the Chiefs. With you, hey! Before we introduce our beat writers, let me thank our sponsor, our presenting sponsor, the Sheet Metal Workers Local Union Number no. Two. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for sponsoring us here today, as they were yesterday and will be tomorrow and on Monday. Sam McDowell and Herbie Teope. What's up, guys?
1: What's going on, Blair?
0: Good to what's see you. up, what's up? Hey, Herbie. Herbie. So, I guess you could say things heated up today at training camp. The temperature I noticed when training camp uh, ended, which I think ended a few minutes early today, was about 90 degrees, a little bit before 11 a.m. So, Herbie, that's kind of typical, isn't it, if it gets kind of sweltering? I think Andy Reid typically has called it off a little bit early. Yeah, but, you know, it's not St. Joe. It's not Chiefs training camp at St. Joe unless it's, number one, it's
2: hot. And, number two, if it's not raining, which we might get on Saturday. Yeah, but Andy Reid does tend to take care of his players when when the heat index starts soaring. Uh, and we know from sitting out there that it, you felt it.
0: Yeah. Although I was mentioning this to Sam earlier, um, it was not as warm as opening day in Jacksonville of 2019, I think, was it? Sam? 2019, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is the hottest I think I have ever been on a football field that was so bad when we tried to do a show like this jill toyoshiba who provides the audio for today's show she was with us on the field before the game and her camera melted so uh we we only got three minutes in before we had to stop
1: jacksonville also had that press box player where the sun shines straight into our faces the entire three hours of the game
0: that's right. That's right. And we get absolutely zero sympathy from any fans out there that, uh, <laughs> who care about the, the problems of the media. OK, so on today's show, you're going to hear from Chris Jones and Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who you will not hear from is Travis Kelsey, even though we promised a Travis Kelsey uh, appearance today. That did not happen. And I'm going to ask uh, Herbie why that did not happen.
2: Yeah, a little less than an hour into the morning practice, he was spotted uh, walking off the field, and the next thing you know, he's behind the media tent heading up the hill with a trainer. The good news is he's walking under his own power. He didn't take a cart ride up there. Uh, After practice, the Chiefs announced that he was dealing with tightness to his hips and his back. I know all about that back tightness, Travis. Hang in there. You know, we'll get you that back brace. But, you know, the heat might have had something to do with it. I'm not a doctor, obviously, but this kind of weather does lead to cramping and tightening up. I don't think it's anything serious just by the fact that he was able to walk up the hill.
0: He didn't have press conference itis, did he? I assume he's also a veteran, too. And if he says he's hurting, he can excuse himself and and walk up the hill and and be done with the day. So, and I say press conference, I think he enjoys the time in front of the camera. And we will hear from somebody who we know enjoys the time in front of the camera here a little bit later. So what did the Chiefs do at the tight end position with Travis gone for the bulk of the 7-on-7s and 11-on-11 drills?
2: Yeah, for the most part, if it was 12 personnel, you had Blake Bell as well as Noah Gray out there. Uh, They rotated Bell in there when they were in their base offense Gray continues to show why the Chiefs are high on him. Uh, the guy can make some dynamic plays. He made a phenomenal play with Daniel Sorensen in coverage. Uh, Mahomes lofted up a pretty pass down the left left sideline. Gray beat Sorensen, had a, a step or two on top of him, and then, hey, next thing you know, touchdown.
0: Sam, I think the Chiefs are looking for a little more production from tight end two or three this year, aren't they? Travis Kelsey's put up some amazing numbers, and he's well on his way to the Hall of Fame, and he'll be one of the all-time you know great Chiefs and great tight ends in NFL history. But I, I just think the Chiefs are ready to see, and Andy Reid's ready to see, uh, a little bit more pass-catching production from other tight ends.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think what's happened with uh, the past few years is the productions match the talent that they have there. You know, I, I don't think Nick Kaiser is a high-quality pass catcher, a high-quality receiver in the, in, in the passing game, but Noah Gray's impressed so far, and uh, he's impressed more than us. He, he's impressed his teammates. You know, Patrick Mahomes has specifically mentioned him by name. Travis Kelsey said the best thing about him is he doesn't look like a rookie. You know, he said that in minicamp. He's, he's got some wiggle to him, and what I mean by that is, you know, Travis Kelsey we've seen so often, we always talk talk about him being on the same page as Patrick Mahomes the ways we see that are in zone defenses in particular maybe one-on-one coverage where Kelsey's got an option to turn one way or the other and he seems so often to make the right decision and Patrick Mahomes seems so often to know exactly which decision he's going to make Noah Gray's able to find those creases too we've seen that early on here in training camp and Herbie mentioned that he was in when uh when Kelsey was out he's also been in when Kelsey's been in He's been running with some ones already, so I I expect him to win that tight end two battle. Now, it'll depend on matchups, right? I mean, Blake Bell's the better blocker. Noah Gray's more of a a receiver, but I think we're going to see some of Noah Gray this year in his rookie year.
2: It wouldn't surprise me because, you know, obviously they do need that blocking component in a traditional 12-personnel type package. One of the guys is going to be the receiver. The other one is your inline blocker, and that's what Bell is. But what Gray gives them – if they want to start running 13 personnel packages, which is three tight ends, and two of those tight ends can be Gray and Kelsey, that's going to be an interesting thing to watch as well. We haven't seen that look yet out here.
0: Including one of them lining up in the backfield from time to time, which is what Michael asks. Have we seen Gray in the H-back role yet? It's only been a few days up here, but have we seen Gray in the H-back? I haven't.
1: No, I mean, they've got Michael Burton as a you know the, the fullback, so um, we've seen him out there, but Whoever asked that question's right. I mean, that was one of the the draws to Noah Gray, right? Is that he's got some versatility. He could line up wide. He could line up on the line of scrimmage, and he could even play a little bit of H back. So far, we've only seen him more than just the traditional tight end role. But it's day two of training camp.
0: Okay. Hey, before we get on to Chris Jones, who else did not practice today, and in any kind of additions to the injury report, Herbie.
2: Yeah, Anthony Hitchens, obviously he tweaked his hamstring. Amy Reid revealed he tweaked his hamstring during Wednesday's practice. So today he came out there uh, without his jersey. He was working off to the side with trainers and was in the rehab tent along
0: with Malik Herring, Marnie Watts, Kyle Long, and Nick Kaiser. And it was Kaiser and Kelsey who walked up together when, when Kelsey went up. So Damon asks about the linebackers group, and I think we'll, we'll get to that in, in a little while, especially with Hitchens out. But before we do, I do want to spend some time on Chris Jones. i mentioned this to you guys before. He, he is absolutely one of my favorite guys on the Chiefs team, not just because of the way he plays, which is at a, a level that puts him with, among the best at his position uh, in the NFL, but the way he handles himself in, in press conferences. And we're going to show you what I mean by that with this clip. It's about three minutes long, but we thought it was entertaining enough to play the entire thing. So here's Chris Jones at the media conference today.
3: Listen, I feel good rushing off the edge. Okay. Listen, <laughs> hey, um, I know as you're I'm a little old, I'm a veteran in the room, but I feel so good rushing off the edge. And you know, um, You know, having an acquisition of Jaren Reed along this line of scrimmage has freed me up tremendously, and um, I'm just so appreciative of his dominance in the inside, him and Frank Clark. they're like tit for tat. They work well off each other. And Turk Sean Warren, he's able to get around. The guy can move. And Derek Nottie has been phenomenal so far in camp. So my biggest thing is continue to get 1% better throughout this camp. And when we do that, by the time the season reach, we just keep on elevating, baby, keep on elevating. And we're going to be where we want to be by the end of the year.
1: we talk to you about just... Um the transition on the field switching positions but what about like this last month for example after minicamp and you got your first taste of it I mean is it are you watching
3: different film than, than you would watch the previous
1: years like what kind of preparation is
3: different well just more so adding to my uh, my film session instead of watching mainly three tags I'm kind of Mits match and matching, watching a few three-takes, a few DNs, uh, Cam Jordan. You know, guys that have uh, set, the, set the stage for defensive ends this league. Uh, Miles Garrett, Julie Bosa, you know, those type of guys who have uh, made a name for themselves at the, at the position of defensive end. What about, what
1: about your workouts? Do you do anything differently, Chris, in your workouts to kind of prepare for this?
3: well i um i did yoga three times a week and pilates and you know i don't know if that's anything oh it was fun man i was um one moment i thought i was gonna have my head above my uh my neck so you know what i mean so it's been fun it's different my i can do some positions now i never thought i could do but it's fun <laughs> yeah um i usually do pilates during off season but i started a little early this year uh, for my flexibility you know bending the edge is a little different from taking a uh, turn on a three-tech. So I wanted to be a little more flexible, a little more lenient on um, bending the edge. And I was able to work on my flexibility a lot. Do
2: you feel like a where, where right now? You weight-wise, are you light, leaner and lighter than what you played compared to inside?
3: Yeah, I'm like 15, 20 pounds lighter. I um, I came up here on the, uh, <laughs> the first day, quick story. I came up here on the first day, I grabbed a Popeye's chicken sandwich, three chicken strips, a biscuit fry, and a 12-count nugget. And I still weigh like 292. And I was, <laughs> and I, I was telling B, uh, he was like, you're in perfect weight. I was like, no, I'm not. I just ate like three sandwiches from Popeye's, some chicken strips. And so I feel like my weight is, um, I'm good. Uh, I'm still trying to move up in the 295 range. Whenever we hear a quick story from Chris, we make
0: sure we hear that. Interesting guy and fun and fun-loving and a hell of a football player as well. Nobody followed up on the head-above-the-neck comment. I just think he a little crossed up a, a little bit there. But, hey, th- there's some reason for him to be taking yoga in Pilates, isn't there, Sam? I mean, it's, he's got some moving from the inside to the outside. That's going to help him a little bit. Yeah, you know, he's sort
1: of toying with this, trying to um, account for being able to play both positions still. And I feel like he's he's trying to find a happy medium, one with his weight. You know, 292 is a really big defensive end. It's a little bit lighter for defensive tackles. So he's trying to subtly set on 295 and, and still wants to play both positions. We've talked, of course, a lot about him moving defensive end. It's one of the top storylines for the Chiefs this season. But Spagnolo, who we talked to at the end of minicamp, and Chris Jones today have said, He's not done playing defensive tackle just because he's playing primarily defensive end. There's going to be some matchups where they still decide that it's more important for him to be on the inside. And when he's on the outside, he's going to have to be more flexible. He's going to have to try and bend around the edge and beat guys with more than just a power move. And the way you do that with, is with quickness and flexibility. And the way he's trying to add flexibility is yoga and Pilates. That, we talked so much to Chris and, and coaches about this move, but I think that's been the, the most interesting thing said among this whole storyline is picturing 6'6", 295, Chris, Jones in a yoga or Pilates class is, is pretty funny to me. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I tell you, the bend, that's absolutely essential for the position he's going to play at least part of the time. That's the other thing, and I, and probably something of a mystery that we'll see unfold when they get out to play games It's just – how many snaps is he going to take on the inside and how many on the outside? And what would it take, I guess, Herbie, for him to – for us to see him back on the inside? He keeps mentioning the acquisition of Jaron Reed, his freedom up to go outside, and Derek Nott, he certainly is a stalwart in the middle. When could we possibly see him back inside?
2: Well, first off, an injury to Jaron Reed would certainly move Chris Jones back inside. But I think if they're facing the quarterback where statistics show that they caved to pressure up front, now you have that ability – to move Chris Jones around. And I like the fact he could be utilized like the Rams utilize Aaron Donald or even the Houston Texans utilize J.J. Watt in his prime. Allow him to freelance. Where does he think the weakness is? Because, you know, I think he's the team's best pass rusher and let him line up wherever he wants. I mean, that's the kind of flexibility you have with this guy.
1: Yeah, I think, first of all, I think Kirby's right. The the, the most likely scenario in which he moves back inside is going to be an injury. I I think we're going to see, as much as they are saying that they're going to throw him around the defensive line, I think we're going to see very heavy dose of Chris Jones on the outside. But there could be certain matchups. You know, Tom Brady comes to mind, for example. The way to disrupt Tom Brady is historically to pressure him up the middle, not on the edges. Of of course, Chris Jones didn't have a great Super Bowl against Tom Brady, but the Bucs pretty consistently double teamed him the whole game. So we've talked a lot about Jaron Reed's addition. I think the other guy that's allowing this to happen is is Tershawn Wharton, though. I think we've talked less than we probably should about his quickness on the inside and how much he's developed from an undrafted rookie out of Missouri S&T to where he is now. And it's incredible how many times players, and we, we saw Jones do it today, mention that guy without even being asked about him. So I, I think the Chiefs are pretty high on Turk Ward.
0: Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Okay, let's switch it over to the other player that we heard from today, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Always impressed with him. It's his second year, and... Made quite an impression last season. I just get a sense we're going to have more Clyde edwards Alaire this year. Even though, listen, he was targeted 54 times. I think I read this 54 times last year. I don't know how many receptions he ended up with. I think we'll we'll just see him more in the receiving end of the the offense. Let's hear from Clyde edwards Alaire. This is what he had to say today at training camp. What about uh, screen passes from your perspective as a running back. What what? What's
4: the key to making a good screen password? Uh the the key to it is 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 kind of how you put it, um hiding it, I would say. Uh, I, I was really trying to trying to find a word, but just being just being discreet. And uh, you know, for me it's not it's not the hardest to be discreet behind guys who, you know, six five and six six. So uh, you know, just just implementing the the the, the screen game more. Um uh, I mean, I know you guys seen it today. We 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 ran a couple screens and, and, and they were popping, so um, as far as as far as that, it's it's, it's been going good and looking great. Oh, you into your
1: rookie year last year, but is there a different level of, of that coming into a second year
4: now? Oh yeah, most definitely, especially you know having the same offense uh, as far as the same scheme, and you know I got I got chewed out last year for everybody for me saying you know Coach Reed's playbook was wasn't the hardest, but I mean <laughs> I mean I had I had three different offenses in three years at LSU, and I mean that's that's just what I do, man. I'm a you know I'm a football player, and this is my job, you know, just like it's. It's a doctor's job to do that job. You know, everybody critique me for, for, for doing my job. So I'm going to come out here, learn my stuff, and, and do what I do.
0: Okay, that was Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And before we uh, talk about the running back position and Clyde Edwards-Alaire, let's take a moment and hear from our sponsor, the Sheet Metal Workers Local Union, number two. Every day you hear the sounds of unions and probably don't even know it. They're all around you. They are essential workers from many unionized industries going to work day in and day out to ensure Kansas City continues to grow and thrive. Union workers are building a better Kansas City. Since 1888, Sheet Metal Workers Local Union No. 2 has been the community building both the heart and skyline of Kansas City. For more information, go to sheetmetal2.org. Very good. And uh, I could I can tell from that ad that that was Cody Tapp. (laughs) I'm I'm just glad I'm glad he didn't rap that. That's that's a good thing. As long as he wasn't rapping. Uh, Good job, Cody. Good job. So, okay, let's pick it up. Clyde Edwards-Alaire talked about the screen game. And we did see a couple of screen passes today work pretty well. I think one from Holmes, one from Henny Herbie. Am I right about that? Yeah, yeah, but the one that really catches my attention
2: was early in practice, it, it looked like a shovel screen pass. And, you know, Edward Jolaire says it's not hard for him to hide, you know, behind the big bodies in front of him. That's exactly what happened. And you know, the wall of defenders met the point of attack, and the next you know, you see Clyde Edwards Ailaire just busting free. Granted, they're not tackling right now, but it was it was still impressive to see him burst through the wall and then you know he he runs into the end zone and the crowd at the end zone were all yelling yeah go Clyde go Clyde and you know he pumped his left hand to acknowledge him but I thought that was a pretty impressive play
0: I told you guys beforehand that I was going to ask you what was the most impressive thing you saw in camp today I think we'll do that now because I think it's a good way to address camp observations instead of just running down plays and, and whatnot the best thing you saw in camp today I know Herbie, we've known for a couple hours now what Herbie's favorite thing in camp. So before he busts, go ahead, Herbie, let us know. What was the best? I, I, well,
2: I know you guys are probably gonna think I'm gonna say Jody Fortune because Fortune has had a pretty good camp so far. So has Chad Hemi. But the thing that impressed me, let's go back to Chris Jones. You were talking about his bend, we were talking about his quickness off the edge. He showed that during team drills where he looked like he dipped against right tackle Mike Remmers, and and he was clear. What would have been a sack on Patrick Mahomes had they allowed any type of contact on on Mahomes, but that was an impressive pass rush. Okay.
0: All right. Sam, how about you? Best thing you saw? Uh, that is, first of all, that is the upset of the day that that was not a Jetty
1: <laughs> Fords employee. <laughs> the most impressive play was the Mar- Maurice French catch. I think it was – Harvey, help me out on, on who threw that ball. James right? michel Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maurice French uh, laid out for a ball, got his fingertips on it, was able to keep it in the air for a little bit longer by getting his fingertips on it, did the exact same thing a second time. And the third time he got his hands on it, he fell to the ground and and was able to secure the catch right into the sideline. So Maurice French had a good day, actually. He's obviously a guy who's on the outside of the roster bubble right now, but um, doing all he can to try and impress. You know, we we've seen crazier things happen. I mean, especially at that wide receiver position, it, it it's a spot where guys have impressed and made made rosters because of their training camp. And he, he had a good day today.
0: Okay, before I share, Herbie, just take us through the Jody Fortson catch. <laughs> Which
2: one? <laughs> okay, there was one team drills, uh, Chad Henney, who I mentioned earlier was having a, a who's having a good camp. And then if Mahomes were to go down, you, you should feel comfortable with Chad Henney because he does look good. I think with Fortune though, he ran a, a post pattern, got behind three defenders and, and Chad Henney lost it a perfect pass over a leaping Ben Neiman and right into Jody Fortune's hands. And I was like, I couldn't help it. I was like, that—that's a—I might have cheered in the press box, but I said, Fortune!
0: Yeah. It was a great catch. It was a really nice play, nice touch on the ball too. You know, the Chiefs list him as a tight end. He's always been called a wide receiver, 6'6", yeah. 230. He's been on the practice squad since 28, 2019 and 2020. Is he, uh, is he a threat to, to make the 53?
2: I don't know if he can make the 53 because, you know, if the Chiefs keep three tight ends, you got to think it's going to be Kelsey, uh, Noah Gray and Blake Bell. Uh, Kaiser has a lot to work for to even crack that 53. I don't think Fortune can do it yet. Remember, he joined the team as a tight end. They asked him to switch to wide receiver and
1: now he's back to tight end. And to me, he looks a little heavier now than he did last year. Last year, they did keep four tight ends because they kept Ricky Seals-Jones, Deion Yelder, Kaiser, and Kelsey. Did they really
2: go? Ricky Seals-Jones, did they really?
1: But, you know, Kaiser hasn't practiced yet, and that obviously, I mean, Herbie just mentioned it. We We think Kaiser might have a difficult time making the team, and it, it's not going to help him when he hasn't practiced yet. So, Fortson, you know, I, I still think he's he's unlikely to make it, but if, if he wants to uh, make the team, like, this is the opportunity. He needs to take advantage of the fact that he's getting more looks with Nick Kaiser out right now.
0: Okay, one of the best things I saw today was Nick Bolton batting down a pass at the line of scrimmage. Uh, I think it was a Chad Henney pass. And uh, I know Damon earlier asked about how the linebackers have looked. I'll I'll leave that up to you guys. But when the first team defense goes out there, we're seeing with Hitchens injured with the hamstring, we're seeing Willie Gay and Ben Neiman, and then Bolton's with the run with the twos. So as a group, it's it's early. It's only been a couple of practices. But uh, what, what can we say about the linebacker position and? I, I think Neiman is there just because he he's experienced. He knows the defense. He knows what Steve Spagnolo wants. But uh, I think we're just kind of waiting for Nick Bolton to develop into the linebacker we think he can be. Am I crazy for saying that? I, I think what's really
2: going to help the linebacker position in order to properly evaluate them is next week when the pads come on and contact is allowed. That's when we'll be able to really see
1: how they are, are fitting
2: in their position group.
1: What what we're seeing now, though, is, is these guys in coverage, and that's the new age NFL. Is is can you cover as a linebacker? And that's also been the Chiefs' weakness over the past few years. And that's one of the reasons that they've targeted linebackers in in the last two drafts and in the second rounds of each of the last two drafts. Um, I thought Willie Gay was the best defensive player in the field on Wednesday. Today, I thought Nick Bolton kind of had a mixed bag day. You know, we you mentioned the play where he batted down the pass. Now he did run with the ones when they had three linebacker sets. When they had two, it was just Neiman and Gabe. When they had three, Bolton. Was the guy replacing Hitchens? Although they shifted Ben Neiman to the middle for that, but Bolton got burned on a uh, on a wheel route by Elijah McGuire. Um, I think it was Chad Henne that threw that ball, but so that, that's why I said he, he had a bit of a mixed bag today.
0: Okay, Rob asks if the uh, Tyron Matthew extension gets done during camp. We talked to Tyron yesterday, and I think the the consensus of opinion continues to be that uh, wouldn't be surprised if it happened during camp. Would be a little bit surprised if they went into the season without having it done. But you never know. You, you never know. A couple of uh, people have asked about Travis Kelsey, why he walked off. Just to review, Herbie, it was just a, a nothing serious, right? Just just a back thing.
2: Yeah, just tightness in the hips and the back. And he was able to walk up the hill under his own power.
0: OK. And and John asked about Xavier and Howard. I don't think the Chiefs are going there. Are they, uh, Sam?
1: The reason that Xavier Howard wants um, out of Miami is he wants a new deal. He wants to be paid like one of the best cornerbacks in the league. And dude, the Chiefs don't have the cap room to pay Xavier. I mean, everybody could use Howard. Every NFL team could use a guy like that. So, of course, they would be a good fit in Kansas City, be a good fit anywhere. I, I think with Legere's needs emergence last year, I think it's less of a need than what it would have been if he didn't have the kind of year he did as a rookie.
0: That'll do it for today and this week on Sports BKC. Thanks to our production staff of Derek Donovan, Beth Welsh, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, Chris Fickett, and Savannah Smith. Links to stories about the Chiefs and training camp can be found in the show notes and on kansascity.com. Hey, we got another deal for you. You can subscribe to Sports Pass for 99 cents a month. That's right, 99 pennies a month. Sports Pass is the online version of the Star Sports section. You get all the stories that appear in the print editions of the Star, plus... Additional stories that appear only on the website, and of course they appear first on KansasCity.com. After three months, it auto-renews at $5.99 a month, unless you cancel, and it's a great time to subscribe. Read about what's going on at training camp with the Chiefs, how about with the hot Royals? They just took three out of four from the White Sox, the colleges in a state of flux, of course, and our soccer teams, much, much more. How do you get it? You go to kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. That's kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. You want more than just sports coverage? Check out the entire Kansas City Star product. Sports news features, commentary, and analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus additional national news, sports, and business coverage with the e-edition. The details for all of these deals can be found at account.com kansascity.com slash subscribe and if you're having trouble hunting down any of the offers you send me an email Kirkoff at kcstar.com and i will get you to the right place so whether it's the sports pass or the full subscription you're getting in supporting the best sports and news coverage in kansas city and helping us produce programs like sports bkc thanks for listening and we'll be back on monday with another episode